Nyata, hello. It's Alison here and I'm the pastor at Sanctuary. And we're based on Peak Warong Country, down in Warrnambool. Today I'm reflecting on an episode when Jesus gives sight to a blind man and chaos ensues. And you'll find it in John chapter 9. The crowd was in uproar. It's him, some said. Don't be stupid, said others. It's just someone like him. I'm still me, she said. And this is what happened. But nobody was listening. Instead, the religious freaks weighed in. He changed at church, but it's totally against the Bible, said some. But others wondered, and so they were divided. Well, some in the crowd were saying that she's a sinner, and others blamed the parents. So they turned on the parents, and they demanded to know what had happened. Well, under the force of the crowd's fear and loathing, the parents were afraid. Oh, she's still our kid, they said, but we don't know what happened. Ask her. She's a grown-up. And they slipped away. So the religious freaks interrogated her again. Who are you? Why did you change? And how did this happen and when? Well, she pointed to Jesus and she explained scripture to them. But this enraged them further and they drove her away. Now Jesus heard what had happened and he sought her out. And he found her on the margins. Well, there he deepened her understanding even further, and she worshipped him. But she didn't go back to the old community. This is the story of a blind person being given eyes to see. It could be the story of a total jerk becoming generous and loving and kind. Or a silenced person finding their voice and speaking back to power. Or it could be the story of a trans person becoming integrated. It's still me, she says. In fact, this is who I really am and who I was all along. But nobody is listening. Instead, they argue about her. They drag in the parents. They try to apportion blame. They dismiss her own testimony and the way Jesus is visibly at work in her life. They ignore the fruit of the Spirit. They claim to know the Scriptures back to front, and then in rejecting her, they reject the law of love. And yet when they encounter Jesus themselves, they insist on their own righteousness. But Jesus says to them, if you simply didn't see, that would be fine. But as long as you claim to have all the answers, you continue to live in sin. Again and again in the Gospel, people are changed and they are changed by an encounter with Jesus. And again and again, it leads to uproar. Their families are afraid. Their communities become enraged and the powerful religious types can't stand it. How dare you, they thunder. How dare you see clearly, or walk freely, or speak publicly, or ask to be called by another name. And yet transformation, it's at the heart of our faith. A motley group of fishermen and tax collectors and sinners, well, they all encounter Jesus. Their hearts swell within them 
And they are transformed into passionate disciples and apostles and evangelists and preachers. They change and the world changes with them. Saul, well, he encounters Jesus on the road and his whole world is turned upside down. He is transformed from vicious religious thug to a passionate proclaimer of the gospel. And henceforth, he asks to be known as Paul. He changes right down to his name. And the world changes with him. Bread and wine become the body and blood of Christ. A little boy's lunch becomes a miracle of abundance. A tiny seed becomes habitat for birds. A bath becomes a river crossing and becomes a cleansing of hearts and minds, a grafting into the body, a death, new life, and so much more. When placed in God's hands, everything is transformed. And Jesus changes too. He is baptised and something like a bird lands on his head. He climbs a mountain and his face is transfigured into light. He's challenged by a Syrophoenician woman and his ministry focus changes. He's executed and buried and raised again in three days into a new but still recognisable form. Again and again Jesus is transformed, moving always towards a bigger and wilder and realer self, aligned ever more closely with God. So I find it bizarre when people who claim to follow Jesus reject change in themselves and others. You want to be called Paul? How dare you, you woke snowflake. We know who you really are, Saul, and you're staying that way, Saul. You're finding your voice. You think you have something to say, or how dare you speak out. Women shouldn't speak in church, and this pulpit, it belongs to me. You think you're the expert in your own life and in your encounter with Christ. As if. Your way of life is a choice. It's clearly a sin. We know scripture. We know what it's all about. And you, you have no idea. To these angry, suffocating, fearful people, Jesus says, if you simply didn't see, that would be fine. But as long as you claim to have all the answers... You continue to live in sin. But to those who are willing to live with mystery, with humility, with hearts wide open to God and others, perhaps he would say something else. Because the chapter headings in our Bibles are arbitrary, and Jesus' words continue into the next chapter. I am the gate, he goes on to say. My sheep hear my voice. I came that they might have life and have it in abundance. Abundant life, like when a trans person transitions into their real self and the community trusts their testimony and embraces them and protects them from the uproar and is careful to use their preferred pronouns and their new true name. Abundant life. Like when a gay couple comes out of the shadows and finds that their relationship is honoured and upheld and their baby enfolded by the community's tenderness and love and blessing. 
abundant life. Like when ordinary people like you and me come together to form a new body, a praying community, a sharing economy, and a witness to love. A place where people hear new truths, glimpse deeper realities, and continually grow and change. As followers of Jesus then, let us stay open to the mysteries of life and the abundance of gospel living. Let us allow God to continually transform us into our bigger and wilder and realer selves. And as we become more aligned with God, we may indeed experience pushback. But in the face of it all, let us stand firm together and let us never, ever, ever be afraid to change. In the name of the one who makes and continually remakes the world, Amen. There's always more to read on our website, that's sanctuarybaptist.org. And this week our daily Lenten reflections continue. They were all written by members of the congregation. They're wonderful and they're about the interplay of place and faith in their lives. Sanctuary is funded entirely by these members and our supporters. And if you'd like to support the work of the Thought Church, you can make a donation via PayPal. And you'll find the details for this on the website. And to those who support us financially, thank you so much. But we also know the cost of living is hitting people hard and we understand why you can't. This reflection was prepared on the lands of the Pequoring people of the Eastern Ma Nation. It's a land which was taken by force and has never been ceded. Autumn has arrived with cold nights and crisp mornings. But in the late afternoon sun, Clouds of midges still swarm. I pay my respects to ancestors and elders. The peace of the land be with us all. Amen.